Now we all know that all leaders are not born equal. But some of them are well liked wherever they go, but some mm, not so much. But being well liked is not the only measure of a good leader. For today's episode, we are going to talk about the original bad boy of modern day cricket, David Warner. I know we said that we would be covering Tim Payne in today's episode, but then we thought that it might be too much of a nice thing. So we decided to spice things up a little. And with the IPL season upon us, it only seemed right to give SRH fans a profile of their only title-winning leader. But before we dive into the details of his captaincy, as usual, Chanak, would you like to set the stage for today's episode? Yeah, sure. I think the stage was set for Warner to be given the captaincy uh, at SRH because Shikhar Dhawan was a captain until 2015 and he did not gain much confidence in terms of the way he led the team. The team was not doing well, right? And and in that phase, SRH had, had changed at least four captains in two years. And with Warner uh, being their most consistent and most successful players, I think it, it was almost uh, kind of certain that Warner would be given the captainship. So... Yeah, I think in 2015, he was made the captain of SRH. And uh, I think the only experience that Warner had before that was a, was a game in Big Bash League in 2011, where he captained the Sydney Thunder and scored a century. So, uh, I mean, SRH took a gamble, right, that uh, Warner did yep. not have any experience. But at the same yeah. time, I think he he was an automatic choice. And from looking at how quickly they went through captains during those two years, it doesn't seem like they had much of a choice either. They were just taking a shot at it and hoping that something would stick. And for them, luckily, it looks like the gamble of picking Warner as a captain paid off. And you're right that he always had the numbers to back himself up. He was definitely an integral part of the team. And as as we have mentioned a thousand times in our past three, four episodes, it's easier to lead the team if you are the top performer, if you are contributing to the team's success to be begin with and that that I feel made Warner a perfect candidate and like you mentioned like there was nothing much on his resume before that to go with so it does seem like SRH was desperate Warner was there and they just were like why not try this guy yeah and Warner had expressed just a year back in 2014 you know when Shikadavan was still the captain that he would one day want to lead Australia and maybe getting an IPL job would give him the right amount of experience and the skills to to be able to uh, you know put his claim for yeah. Australia cap. so Man, I guess that, it worked that always makes me that almost makes me wonder is everyone trying to use IPL as a learning experience you know last week we covered Owen Morgan and he was like yeah I use IPL as a vehicle to gain experience for my players now this guy does the same so it looks like I <laughs> IPL seems to be like a sandbox for everyone to try different things out. Yeah, I mean, and there's a reason, right, why IPL is the most successful and the most watched league in, in the cricketing world. So much diversity, high quality cricket, there are fans, you you are almost playing like an international match and, and to perform in those high pressure situations and there's so much money involved. So that's an additional pressure. Uh, you yep. just don't have to, uh, you know, make sure that the fans are happy. You have to make sure that the owners are happy too. So, I mean, I'm not surprised, yeah. right? And it's only going to increase from uh, year on. Yeah, it, it's becoming a whole new benchmark to judge a player's capability. And not just like their talent, but also their mental strength. Yeah they can do, they can achieve so good on IPL but it brings to question you have uh, so many different players so many players from different backgrounds with different skill sets then how exactly do you prove yourself to be a good leader right I think I mean some of it is I don't think as fans we we kind of know all the details or or see it in front of the camera uh, it's more like their dressing room talks and their team meetings and and overall even during matches you know the kind of input one give 
that kind of tells a lot about the player and it prompts the the staff or, or the team management hey maybe this is a potential candidate for for being a captain and that's how that's how it kind of uh, comes out in front of everybody no he has been delivering silently but yeah now probably is a chance to you know give him the official tag of a captain and give him the team to lead uh, that's how i think uh, i guess you played cricket right so much in us uh, you tour basically to different states how have you seen i know I've, you guys also switch captains every season just to give experience i guess it changes from club to club but luckily i've been involved with the kind of clubs who put emphasis on nurturing leaders so if you are a new player in the club especially for the first 2 3 seasons they'll keep an eye out and they'll see that you know okay now we are going to have to make a change in our captaincy does this person seem like they can carry the team and based on that they have been making those decisions so yeah i see what you mean that you know there are small things that you do and you know not just contributing by the numbers on the field but also how you give inputs and the stuff that you say and the stuff that you are willing to do for the team those things matter a lot and i have seen that happen in my personal case as well so yeah that's a that's that's a good point and i think that's where warner kind of sneaks in as a good leader because i know that he made a comment that even when he was playing with srh um, last year uh, even though he wasn't the official captain on paper he was still a leader because the way he gave his inputs and the way bhuvneshwar kumar and kane williamson came to him for advice and you know talked things through with him so i guess in that sense he proved that you know he he is he has that leadership material in him yeah and i mean that, that's a sign for every great player or a team player it's not just about leading their way if, if you have that tag it's about leading with your performances with your inputs nurturing the younger talents and and the inexperienced folk and uh, even in case of one or if you look at it 2015 when he was first given the captaincy they finished 6th in the table but one had a pretty successful outing he scored more than 500 runs in 14 innings so his batting was I, I would say was at its peak already, and then 2016, as we know, he he led SRH to to his, to, to its first title. Uh, yeah, and actually, 2016 final that was a perfect example of what makes him a good leader, right? So the background for the final was that he was coming up against RCB, which had players like Kohli and AB de Villiers. He won the toss, and he decided. that he's going to bat first now no one in their right mind would count kohli off uh, when he's chasing and when you add gale and ab de villiers to the mix it almost seems like a suicide mission to bat first against these guys in such a high pressure game but he just decided to back himself and his stre- his team's strength which was their bowling and that kind of shows that he's kind of a leader who wouldn't back down from a good challenge and he would be like you know what i know you're good but i'm going to back myself and my teammates and we're just going to go for it yeah i guess and some of it also comes from the traditional australia approach right uh, win toss bat first put put a big score and then straight away the opposition is under pressure right uh, and it's not just the pressure of the score but that added pressure of of a final and uh, i mean we all know how good kohli and ab de villiers are but uh, again uh, in that match that pressure got got better of even those two uh, great players they they scored runs but uh, yeah in the end i think warner was pretty pretty much on point on uh, taking that decision and there were a lot of other things as well right i think uh, at one point when kohli and ab were cruising he didn't lose faith in his bowlers and he almost let their bowlers do what they felt comfortable try and figure out a way to get those folks out so uh, i i guess that's another thing that at warner he inspires that kind of confidence and made sure that that the players are feeling comfortable and are 
doing what they're supposed to do yeah absolutely and that that is a good thing from a captain's perspective right especially if you're talking about a captain who is known for his batting and doesn't really have much experience bowling so he lets the expert do their job and just continues to back them with that and i think that's really important because sure you are captain of the team but that does not mean that you know you know everything about bowling you know everything about field setting or you know you know everything about keeping or whatever right you can't be master of everything like you know you are the best batsman in the squad sure stick with that don't meddle with what the bowler wants to do just give them the freedom and let them perform and i think that that's the beautiful thing he did with srh and i think that's when uh, they started turning things around in those two season and became leading bowling unit yeah i mean he he was lucky right he had rashid khan he had bhuvneshwar uh, kumar uh, and then he he had other fringe bowlers who were not really fringe right but they they were pretty good so he had all the tools but uh, again his aggressiveness in general uh, i think that kind of uh, also help all these kind of players to perform well under pressure so uh, i guess yeah with with minimum experience i think what he has achieved so far is really great yeah and it's it's unfortunate though you know that uh, despite that him making comeback and everything like there is not going to be a leadership opportunity for him at an international level that's almost pretty much done and dusted that debate yeah. I, i would have honestly i would have honestly love to see him more as a captain just because he's a kind of character who you know gets under the skin of the opponent and you know he's the one who loves a f- good fight i i would have loved to see how he like captain the team at at an international level though yeah that that's right i mean and i just mentioned that how aggressive he is and his aggression i think has also led to his downfall uh, just 2 years after in like 2018 uh, that whole new land saga Uh, the match ball tampering not the match fixing the ball tampering thing uh, i guess the lowest point in his career and he he accepts that but uh, i would say even in that phase i think he struggled a lot but he's came out pretty strong uh, i don't know what your thoughts are I, i mean like man i was blown by the way he made his comeback i mean he has been constantly berated as the bad boy not just during the new lens but i think since 2013 and 2014 like he had the incident where he punched jorut in the bar and he has been like the kind of player you always read in the news for good or for bad irrespective of the fact if his scoring or not he's always there chirping in the opponent's ear and sometimes he kind of toes the proverbial line wherever that is right but considering how much he was berated in the media he served the ban and the way he has made a comeback it's just phenomenal like it yeah i guess i, I was surprised to see him crying in in front of the media in a press conference in australia once they were uh, back from south africa and uh, he he admitted in 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 that press conference that he may never play again for australia or he may never get a chance to play for australia because of uh, of what he had done and then personally he he lost a baby just a week after that press conference so uh, those things are pretty tough right it's uh, yeah. i mean hats off to him the way he has managed it uh, he he's come back pretty well after that yeah and i think it's it's partially because the way he is that he has been able to make a comeback like that yeah i mean you know, i think he's pretty tough as a character oh. right absolutely absolutely i mean for this particular series i was trying to like you know read up on some of the profiles that journalists have done about him as a person and he seems to be the kind of a guy who is super confident of his ability and he would never let you know even if he's feeling a bit down or whatever it is he's always on the the attack this guy reminds me honestly of a, like a there, there was a annoying kid in my neighborhood growing up 
and he was a kind of kid you know you tell him that oh i scored uh, these many runs and he'll be like oh that's nothing i can score more than that quicker than you and then you give him a bat and he fails right yeah. but david warner unfortunately is the kind of guy who will tell you to the face and he will destroy your record no matter what yeah i mean he's almost uh, you know that brash kid uh, who knows he's talented and uh, he can get away with anything and everything but mm-hmm. certainly on not uh, this occasion he had to pay yeah. the price but uh, and it's almost certain right i mean the way he has behaved uh, right from the start of his career the the jorut incident that you mentioned uh, right. i think everybody knows he he's kind of a bad influence on the team but the talent that he has got it's very hard to drop these kind of players but it's good that he's come out to uh, a improved person and not not only as a player i mean nobody doubted his ability but as a improved person yeah and i honestly hope that you know that's the new david warner that we continue to see until the end of his career because i think like he probably has had his last chance now and Any, anything from here i don't think like he's going to get backing from any other player or any other cricketing board or even any other team for that matter he's always going to remember that thing and uh, because of that he has come uh, come out as as that hungry cricketer where he wants to prove himself again and it's apparent right if you look at his comeback in last one year uh, in the very first match in the domestic cricket he scored a century right after that turf candle then even at the international stage he scored more than 500 runs at the world cup in 2019 in england and because of that he's been named international 2020 player of the year and also received the allen bordel uh, medal in 2020 so it just shows he's a tough character and and the commitment that he has uh, towards australian cricket so, yeah uh, that and actually that that's really good to see that you know after whatever happened he has channeled his energy and all his focus into his cricket and he has come on top of that because it's easy for him to blame someone else and you know just make a big deal out of it and lose focus but he went the other way he focused he he understood you know what cricket meant to him and how serious he was about it and he was willing to do anything to get back exactly. to be able to to, yeah. be, to be able to play and yeah. that that's just like hats off like him and steve smith both of them it's just uh, like honestly I, i would never have expected them to make such dream comebacks but now that they have i'm glad because quality of cricket that these guys have put up in front of us has been entertaining to say the least sure and i mean I steve smith is another talent right we can have another episode on him there's so much to talk about him but <laughs> oh uh, man that, that that guy is just like what dreams are made of like you start you start as a bowler then you become the world number one batsman then you have a downfall and then again you come back with like the ashes performance like exactly. once in a million yeah. yeah so you you can i'm pretty sure like once he retires there's going to be another movie made just specifically on him for sure oh yeah uh, i hope so <laughs> i mean it would be interesting to see his uh, career in a documentary let's say yeah <laughs> but then if he come back to warner uh, because of the performances that he he has put up he's also been awarded uh, the srh captaincy again for ipl 2020 which uh, is pretty big thing because he's replacing kane williamson right who has been oh. successful i mean who's who's better than him at the moment uh, i mean oin morgan because he just won the world cup but uh, williamson did no wrong in 2019 uh, and still srh camp believes that uh, warner is the right person to to lead their team so that's another testimony right Where, that people still believe in him yeah that's i mean i don't think there has ever been doubt that he can perform on the field that that's always a given but i was honestly a bit surprised when they decided to take it from williamson and give it back to warner because personally i feel like Williamson has better experience of leading a squad but 
but then looking at the uh, mechanics of it it kind of the decision kind of makes sense to me because in IPL it's not just about handing it to the best option available but you also have to think about the team composition at that point right and that's a good point with the limitation of only four international players in playing 11 and the way the SRH team is stacked up you have Rashid you have Beristow you have Nabi uh, Warner Williamson right i mean there are five who kind of almost select themselves in the playing 11 but if you are restricted to four then uh, i mean Williamson is definitely good but Warner in this format is is demolishing so you certainly want someone like him in in exactly team. yeah and like his strike rate in T20s speaks for itself right like it's 142 as compared to Williamson's uh, 125ish so that's a plus if you compare them you know as a batsman to batsman right but when you take the debate to you know the team composition like you said you have Rashid Khan and Barristow who kind of auto become automatic selection right then you're left with one international like one foreign player who you can pick in the squad and depending on the conditions you want the flexibility to that person being a batsman or a bowler Yeah if right. and assuming so. that even Nabi is playing right because he brings that all-round factor in the team he can bowl off spin and also bat down the order so I guess exactly yeah no that's true but I I, I would still argue that Besto has not been as consistent he had a great season last uh, year but looking at the mm-hmm. current form he's not even able to make uh, his his place in in the England team so <laughs> I would still say in 2020 there is very high chance that uh, Williamson and Warner they they both might open and then and uh, saha can keep for for essence <laughs> man but honestly from my perspective like i love saha's keeping i love him as a test player but i would take baristo at his worst versus saha at his best in t20 for me it, it would be a no brainer <laughs> but then the uh, you know the important thing saha has that uh, he has an indian passport which barrister doesn't have that is true right. that is true so oh, of... the one time that the indian yeah. passport has more value <laughs> exactly right so uh, i mean yeah it's difficult for srh and uh, warner as captain as well right because uh, you cannot drop rashid uh, maybe you can you you might drop nabi but then again the all round factor that he brings in uh, is, is yeah. pretty good and i don't think they have any other they have mitchell marsh i think in the team as well but uh, yeah. again he's more like a hit or miss kind of player at the moment Yeah I would honestly bank more on Nabi as compared to Mitchell Marsh because Nabi like throughout the different franchise cricket that I have seen he's been the kind of player who sneaks in with a good contribution in the in the last 5 10 balls of an inning and he's been consistently doing that but with Mitchell Marsh it's been like he either goes big or he goes burst so it's yeah. all or nothing but with Nabi it's more of you know you'll you won't get the big highs but whatever you'll get is consistent so I would rather bank on Nabi Yeah. So that kind of makes it trickier, right? Yeah. So I guess yeah, in any case I think it's a good headache for Warner and the SRH management to have uh, when you have mm. you know so many good players to select from. But so it will be interesting especially if it's in UAE they do want uh, spinners rather than uh, you know fast bowling all-rounders. But then yeah. what do you think in terms of uh, Warner's drawbacks as a captain first of all we don't really have much data to look at uh, but going by you know the way he has led srh in 2016 and you know his dominion as a player on the field i think the only thing that i can point point is that he is not your role model in traditional sense so growing up role models were someone that you know who were well spoken very polite they would uh, 
play hard cricket but they would never like you know be in your opponent's face and david warner is the exact opposite of that yeah that's where warner as a captain is a different person right i haven't heard uh, he's obviously he's captain just uh, in ipl uh, but i haven't heard anything bad about him those odd frustrations are are fair as a captain right when the team isn't performing or uh, somebody yep. drops a catch but as as a as a player the amount of uh, bad mouthing that goes for warner those things kind of just change when as a captain uh, warner is out there on the field he do- he doesn't sledge that much he doesn't chirp into the ears of of the opposition uh, that is true i think he's well behaved in in post match uh, presentations and and uh, all the conferences yeah. and those things so uh, that's where i think maybe these type of personalities if they are given responsibilities they tend to behave much more maturely as opposed to if they are just uh, you know let off the hook let loose and let loose yeah, yeah. by themselves i mean I, i would love to see that side of warner man like honestly from whatever he has done as a captain with srh i've honestly never seen him you know uh, step the line per se uh, as a captain so i think yeah you hit the nail on on its head when you say that you know he becomes a different person when he is a captain so and this time yeah, i think, think he'll be focusing more on integrity as well uh, because uh, that thing that the ball tampering scandal will always be on his yeah. mind and he would actually groom the youngsters to say that you know what terrible impact it can have in in your career and not just your career even your personal life so yeah he would be a perfect example of do as i say not as i do because what i have done is not really the best so yeah. but again like he has he has done his time for whatever happened and i think people still tend to bring that up sometimes like especially fans when they are in the stadium which i feel is kind of absurd that the guy made a mistake he did his time Just, let's just get over it you know what i mean yeah i mean but haters are always going to hate right it's uh, ah, dude, you, yeah. <laughs> you just cannot control those kind of people but yeah. even that brings yeah. out that good quality of warner right i don't think he has uh, you know responded back to that criticism in the stadium in yep. with the fans or in the media so yeah In fact he he's been very very sporting about it remember the incident in world cup where they were world cup or i think it was ashes they were uh, trashing him when he was feeling at the boundary and he just like turned out his pockets to show that he yeah, had nothing yeah. in there <laughs> I, i felt like that that was a good humor right and yeah. that, that that's that's the way he has learned from it that okay he messed up and he is taking responsibility for it and yeah. going forward he's going to try and be a better person and i think that's amazing yeah, yeah and i almost believe that he's expecting that there are always going to be some uh, you know those brats in the in the ground who are going to yeah. try and take him down so he's kind yeah. of prepared with that answer that he yeah. cannot respond back but uh, it's only you know make a situation light up just play along yeah Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, true. yeah. And for the fans out there, if they are trying to rile up Warner, they should be thinking that twice because he's the kind of guy who loves a good fight. Yeah, he like the more you rile him up, the more you'll end up regretting. So I think that, that's a word of caution for the fans out there. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's the good part about these aggressive players, right? Warner or Kohli. Uh, if you try to rile them up, and you know, in the hope that you'll get him out, try to break <laughs> uh, break the, their concentration, it's. almost going to backfire and we have seen it in the past uh, and i think these kind of players are not somebody you should try and poke <laughs> Yeah. Absolutely. I mean there are players who like you know you try to slash try to get in their mind but then there are some who just like Kevin Peterson for that matter. This guy, Kohli, like no you it's period you do not make that mistake with them. Yeah, yeah, that's true. That's it. 
Yeah, so I'm honestly like pretty excited uh, to see him lead. But again, I just uh, saw the news come out that the Australia team is going to be playing England in September. So it's likely that he might miss a few games in the beginning. But whenever he joins, I'm I'm pretty sure we are going to be entertained. Yeah, I mean, I think SRH will want him to play as many matches as possible. Uh, right. So yeah, hopefully he, I mean, not just him, but the whole Australian squad. I mean, they they, they play a big role in the IPL. So they are they're right. all back. Yeah in time before the IPL starts. Yeah, fingers crossed for that and hoping another cracking IPL season from the SRH captain as he has been having for the past few years now. He has just made it its own. So yeah, that's all I think we have for this episode. Anything you want to sign off on? I'm pretty excited that this COVID thing is finally settling. Not really settling, but I think people are trying to make a way around it and uh, sports is starting again and especially IPL is like a festival, right? So uh, really excited to (laughs) see how the game's going away. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Looking forward to that. All right. With that, we're going to sign off and catch you next week.